You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. Uh, by the way, Monday night on the Team 980, you can listen to Countdown to kick off following my show. Uh, I'm on 3 to 6 each and every weekday. And then Monday night leading into the game, Logan and I have Countdown to kick off from 6 to 8.15 uh, leading into, of course, Burgundy and Gold game day live during the game on the Team 980. So, uh, Logan, if we look at this commander's offense, they have that tall task ahead of them. They have a great Philly defense that has not lost a game along with the power production from their offense this year. What is the challenge that this Eagles defense specifically uh, presents? And then how did the commanders go about solving it? Well, it's interesting because let's talk about one individual first. And I was I thought this wasn't going to be a big deal, but I think it's a big deal. I think the fact that Jordan Davis is out is a big deal for this team. Because if you watch the Houston game um, where Jordan Davis didn't play, it's first game where he didn't play, it really decreases the effectiveness of their front seven. And I didn't think that was going to be the case because he's only playing 25 to 30 snaps a game, and some of those are on special teams. So maybe, let's say, 20, 20-ish, 20 to 25 defensive snaps in the course of a game. Mm-hmm. The th- the thing that he does is the same thing that John Ridgway does for Allen and Payne is him playing the true nose. And he's much better than Ridgway, obviously is he can kind of like eliminates the middle of the field, the, like the, the, the guard center guard combinations. And then you get, you know, um, I forget his name, number 91 and Hargrave uh, in one on one. Yeah. In one on one situations on guards or tackles. And they have been able to win those matchups more consistently. The second you take Fletcher Cox and you put him in a shade, he becomes way less effective and he becomes way more tired. He gets way more fatigued because he's taking more reps kind of in an area where he doesn't look super comfortable because Hargrave is the guy they want to be the three technique. So when I look at that, I say that bodes well for Washington just from a pass protection standpoint because a tired Fletcher Cox is not as effective rushing the passer, and it puts those guys in a better situation um, down uh, the, the offensive line, down in and down out, just because Jordan Davis is absent. So if you look at the Houston game, for example, Houston was able to be very efficient running the football, and minus the interceptions would have been on pace in that game to do some things, right? So I look at that and I say, if you want kind of a glimmer of hope, that piece being out allows Washington potentially, assuming they can get their runs targeted, assuming they can execute their RPOs, assuming all of those things that we talked about on the last show in terms of the deficiencies in the run game, if they can get those things executed, now you can fatigue this defense, you can put yourself in a better situation, you can move the football. Because if you look at the first game, Jordan Davis absolutely wrecked this team like in, in terms of rpo stuff he's batting balls down he's getting great push in the pocket which prevents the quarterback from stepping up and leads to lots of sacks so get him out of there 
not because he's like this crazy dominant player. I think he's playing well, but because it adds reps and adds fatigue to those other guys in the defensive front, and they become less effective down and down out. Because on the back end, they're outstanding. I mean, they're one of the best. They're probably the best three deep secondary in the NFL at the moment. Bradbury, Singletary, and the nickel they've got is very, very good, right? So those three guys are outstanding. You're not going to be able to throw the ball 50 times a game. You have to be able to find a way to run the football, throw screens, throw quick passes to kind of mitigate that group's effectiveness because they do find ways to cultivate turnovers. And I think Jordan Davis not being part of that, again, makes that front, specifically interior and the linebackers, a little bit less effective, which bodes well. It's not you know going to be the end-all, be-all, but it bodes well for kind of a game plan that fits, I think, who this team, the commanders, want to be. Right. Who they want to be and who they should be might be two different things, as we've discussed, right. but um, who they want to be, a team that runs it, uh, obviously getting rid of Jordan Davis is, is great. Um, and, you know, Avante Maddox, that nickel, like, he, yeah. he's physical he'll come up and hit but like he's five nine like 185 probably he's he's not a big dude um so if you can get him involved he, th- he throws his game. stuff in there man like he's a little guy but like yeah. he's one of those nickels that's like the guy the old guy from minnesota from a million years ago who um like small dude but like it's like he plays like a linebacker and so again yeah. having that guy he's he's a good he's a really i like him a lot good football player but again yeah, taking that piece out kind of makes it like so he's got to take on blockers now which he didn't have to do before you're gonna have a more tired Fletcher Cox you know all these different things so that again it's it's one piece but it's it's amazing to see how that one piece kind of ripples through the front yeah ripples through the front yeah obviously the biggest thing last time was protecting Carson they uh, mm, did not uh (laughs) this is the nine sack game uh and so if Taylor is not going to face that pressure. It will be because of what? Well, they have to, well, one, they've got a very different offensive line. Uh, And, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know what the latest is on Cosme and whether he's going to be finally back this week, but they could just have, you know, a different O-line combination again. Um, But you also have a quarterback who gets the ball out faster, a quarterback who's a lot more mobile, uh, all those types of things. How do you foresee them being able to protect Taylor through play calling through design and through Taylor being able to protect himself for, you know, with the mobility and and the quicker decisions. I think if you get a Taylor, like uh, in the second half of the green Bay game, I think this, this is a game that looks, I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but at least there's a way where if you squint and you tilt your head, they can win the football game. And what I mean by that is because in the first time they played, there's a lot of throws available that Carson just can't get to, right? He just doesn't get to them uh, because the pressure they can't get to is it, uh, but like, should they have been there and Carson doesn't, doesn't get there fast enough or the protection didn't hold up. Yeah. It's, oh, both. Remember it's we, both. Yeah. Remember yeah. when we did, we, our, I guess we our, did a whole our, podcast on all nine sacks. So, right. And so like, and listen I, to that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be really interesting to see if Taylor can do what he did against green Bay, which is avoid a little bit of pressure, pocket movement, not, he, against Minnesota, he's dropping straight out of the pocket, which makes it really hard for offensive linemen to pass protect as opposed to stepping up into the pocket, which he did against Green Bay at a high level. Step into the pocket, get the ball to your check downs, get the ball to your underneath concept stuff. I think that bodes really well for this group. You know what I mean? I think that fits, again, a methodology where you can win. You're not going to go – at every play is not going to be a touchdown drive. But at least there's an opportunity where you get the ball to Curtis, makes guy miss, and you get a 30-yard gain. You're in scoring, you you know, 
another first down, you're in scoring position, right? So I think that that, if he can do that, just simply be the point guard that he was versus um, that he was versus Green Bay during most of the Indianapolis game, that feels better to me. That feels like an opportunity because I think they'll be able to run the ball more efficiently this week than they have in the past. Just be, like I said, because of the taking one piece out, it's going to be a little bit more effective. Being okay punting the football and being okay flipping the field because I do think that when you watch the the Philly game, there's throws available, lots of throws, lots of big throws available for him. They just Carson is not feeling the pressure well. He can't get the ball there. Also, there's quick pressure. So I think Taylor, if he can just be that guy, I think it'll elevate this group. But he's got he's got to kind of like we talked about. You I think you put this perfectly last time we talked. He's got to listen to the not the devil. Listen to the angel, yeah. right? Right. Be more conservative. Play within yourself. Hey, Taylor, the checkdown's <laughs> available. Taylor, just throw it to Gibby. He's wide yeah, open, right, and he's got right. space. Yeah. Oh, my God, look at Curtis. He's all by himself. I know Terry's down there. Don't listen to him. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, Darius Slay is one of the best playmaking ball skills guy in the league. So yeah. while you trust Terry implicitly, um, you don't want to put too many balls up in his way. Like some of those trust and anticipation throws slay will jump them. Um, and, yeah. and so that is something to watch for as well. Uh, that feels like the kind of prediction that I'm going to be sitting on my couch on Monday night going, Oh, why did I put that out into the universe as he throws? But it's a true. Um, but like, he's a guy that you got to be super careful of. Uh, last thing on the offense real quick, how big of a deal is it if they get Jahan back? Like how much have they missed him the last couple of weeks? And, you know, this would be the first time that Taylor and Jahan get to play together because Jahan went out while Carson was still the starter. Yeah, uh, you know, that's hard to say. And I think the reason it's hard to say is because this offense isn't like they don't cultivate touches the way like a Sean or a Kyle or an Andy Reid does. Like he's just kind of – Scott's just calling the offense. And then you kind of rely on guys understanding the concepts to get open. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about Jahan, what makes him so good, you know, his, his route running, his ball skills, all of those things, I think elevate any quarterback that he's going to play with. I don't see it being like, we got to get Jahan all these touches because that's just not how Scott's been. Sure. Right. We've, we've talked about some of the limitations with regards to Curtis, with regards to Terry. I think that'll still be there, but I think having a guy who can run elite routes, you know, is going to be a big deal against good corners it would be good. It'll be good to see how that plays out. And it'll be good to kind of <clears throat> be a good marker to see where Jahan's at, to, you know, coming off the injury and whether some of that stuff we saw early in the season applies to now. Um, Cause he's got a guy in Taylor who's going to give him an opportunity and going to trust him. I think the chemistry element there will be interesting to see. Cause like you said, they haven't had a ton of time to work together because Taylor doesn't take all those reps with the ones, but I, I do. I think just because of how Jahan is wired what he brings in terms of skill set, I think that's going to be very beneficial to, to anybody. You know, even if uh, even if Sam Howell was starting, for example, I think it would be very right. beneficial for, uh, for for that person. 